Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played Joe Wan's prologue, the befitting start to the show, and Selena Sharma's Stony Boys and Ivor and Doll's Lights Down, because the lights are coming down tonight as our show begins here on APN. Thanks for joining us. I'm Senya, the executive producer of the show. You'll also be hearing from our co-hosts, Aaron, Celeste, JP, and Leisha. We have some discussion about Squid Game. It doesn't seem like there's a day or week that goes by without having to mention this hit Korean show. We're also going to be talking with Bernie from Horizon, an amazing girl group who are taking TikTok by storm. We'll also be talking about the Nobel Peace Prize win for a fellow Filipina journalist. Melbourne International Games Week, you name it, we're going to talk about it here on APN. But in the meantime, we're going to be playing a song by 88 Rising and BB called The Weekend because that's what we hope it feels like here on Asian Pop Nation. See you on the flip side. You heard 88 Rising and BB's The Weekend, B's I and Love, and the last one you heard was Kavi's Reality TV. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation and are tuning in just in time for our first chat for the evening, and that is about Squid Game actually boosting Korean language learning. Interesting. Well, the team has more on that. Squid Game has made people want to learn Korean, like, a lot. And by a lot, I mean, like, really, a lot. So uh, Duolingo, everyone knows what Duolingo is. It's the one with the murderous little owl that tells you to, like, you know, learn your languages. They have reported a 76% increase in new users signing up to learn Korean in the UK and a 40% increase in the US after the show was out for about two weeks. So just in that two weeks, by the way, for people that don't know what Squid Game is, it's a TV show, Korean TV show, following Song Gin-hoon, one of the 456 players competing against each other in a set of children's games to win a ton of money to pay off their large debts. And it's one of those death games where like, you know, you lose the game. Like, are you guys happy about this? Like, people are starting to learn Korean because of this show? I'm just surprised. Like, of all shows to make you want to learn Korean, it's Squid Game. Really? <laughs> Literally, no. Okay. Legit, like, ah, uh, yes, people dying. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's really... Think about them screaming out for help really makes me want to learn Korean. I mean, just in case they have to learn how to scream for help in Korean. You know, <laughs> if they're yeah. in their own squid game for some yeah, reason, yeah, you know, I mean, there could be many situations where you have to scream out in Korean. You know, if you get hit by a bus in Korea, I'm pretty sure a scream is universal for please help me. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, but like, what would people assume would be the way people would want to get into the Korean learning? Actually, you know what, Celeste, I'm surprised that you are surprised about this. Because, I mean, like, if in my eyes, whether or not it's, like, scary or not, as long as it's, like, cool, people will be like, oh, man, that's cool. I want to learn the language that that shows, like, you know, speaking in. You know what I mean? Uh, the, it's just because the whole concept of Squid Game is just to kill people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, right, what? Yeah. But, like, for example, people who are into K-pop want to learn Korean so they can understand the music. Ah, uh-huh. ah. But we have people who watch Squid Game. What do they right. want to understand? Yeah. Do you think that the want to learn is stronger if you're a K-pop fan than a K-drama fan? That'll be a stronger reason to watch K-dramas without having to read subtitles. Like, <laughs> I want to hit that point where I just don't have to look at it. Yeah, right. if you're just like, you know what? I can turn off English subtitles and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. That's power. And I feel like K-dramas, like, you're more exposed to ca- actual, like, casual conversation between, like, two Koreans and stuff. Whereas, like, K-pop lyrics and stuff, they can be a bit outlandish sometimes. Yeah, I mean, say yeah, that. <laughs> like, like an odd mashup of English and Korean words just, like, combining together. It, it can be a bit odd, but with, like, K-dramas, you're actually hearing two people speak in, like, everyday Korean combo, and that can really inspire someone to be like, hey, I want to sound like that fluently. Let me learn Korean. Wahoo! Yeah. Aaron, are you surprised by this development? Kind of am, really, to be honest, because I don't think any other... I could be wrong. Could be like any other Korean show actually wants non-Korean wants to learn about the Korean language. Really, mm, I've yeah. never seen anything like this. I think it's because um this show is just like super popular. Come out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, like everyone's like, "Whoa, man, Korea!" Cool. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you guys remember when Attack on Titan 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, people went super crazy over that. Like, oh my God. I can understand, though, why people would probably want to learn Japanese from Attack on Titan. Like, unlike Squid Game, where, you know, people are just dying. (laughs) I mean, people die in Attack on Titan. But it's it's not like, it's cool because of, in essence, like the story, and maybe it's similar with Squid Game. Perhaps it's just so separate from Japanese culture and from Japan itself. Uh, that, like the only thing that seems to be similar is sort of the fact that everyone speaks Japanese. Otherwise, it could be set in some European context. I don't think it's just for Squid Game that people learn Korean, right? Because it's like, you know, let's say you're someone you don't know what K dramas are or anything, and then this cool uh, Squid Game thing comes up, and it's oh, it's so cool, and <laughs> it makes you think to yourself, you know, it's like, hey, you know. Maybe there are other like cool K dramas out there. You know, I may as well like if you've gotten like knee deep into Korean because of a Squid Game, uh, let us know about your experiences on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're uh, Asian Pop Nation, by the way. Hey, hey, hey! This is Asian Pop Nation. We play Tribes. Would you run? Kiari Pamu Pamu's Dodon Pa and Bastards. Reset because we're asking the question: What game would you reset in order to experience it for the first time again? So let's take it away, team, and talk a little bit about Melbourne International Games Week. Now I know we were a bit late, but two weeks ago, the Melbourne International Games Week happened, which is Asia Pacific's largest digital game celebration. So I'm not sure if anyone here caught the celebration, Um, but there were quite a few events, uh, online conferences, workshops activities not only for those in the gaming industry but also like you know games enthusiasts educators the general public so just kind of open the floor to you you know what are some games that are international that you know warm your heart and soul just dance when they put k-pop on there (laughs) i've been seeing because there's a new one just dance 2022 it's gonna come out soon in november i'm ready yeah yeah, (laughs) they got they got some new ones we got some espa some uh, super m if you're into the dropping thing and oh no no Are the routines the same as the ones that the group does? I feel like that's always a big problem that happens with the Just Dance ones because they've had previous ones like Twice Fancy where the dance was completely different from the original. They're always different. Yeah, because they just don't have like the light. They have the license for the song, but not really for like the dance. But I think... Dance licensed? What? That seems to be a problem. But I think recently, because like, again, I saw the videos for the latest like one that's going to come out in November. That one, it's like fully the choreo, the official one. Ooh. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, yo, you guys got the money this time? Oh my god. Wow. And also, I think they also want to make it like user-friendly, you know. It's difficult. Some of it can't them. Be, yeah, it is. But anyone else? Any other games that warm the heart and soul probably near automata what is a game that you would play like five <laughs> times while like removing and deleting yeah your history? yeah yeah okay um just for like some background info for the listener near automata is an interesting game one of its unique selling points is that it actually has multiple endings so you play the game a few times over and over to get the multiple endings. And once you get all of them, there's like this final, final ending. You're given the choice to delete all of your save data so you can help another player online for like, you know, story reasons. I have done that whole process five times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I like the game that much. It's just so weird. I like Wait, so it's, when you delete your data, it's uh-huh. meant to help someone else. Yes, yeah. it online. does. Someone it or helps is it just a story? No, it it actually helps another player online. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was a reason that was another reason why I didn't want to delete my data. Not because you're soulless. I was so <laughs> invested. Oh, it's what? like they don't need the help. Oh, Bye. <laughs> like how did, like if you were that online player and you receive the help because someone deleted their save data, what would it do for you? So in the final ending, you fight against the final credits. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. MD. You know, old arcade shooter games where like you're a spaceship and you're in yeah. space and you shoot yeah. asteroids. And mm-hmm. stuff. It, it's kind of like that. So you're a little spaceship 
and you're <laughs> shooting the final credits. The final wow. credits are the final <laughs> boss. At a certain point in the game, like it gets super duper tough because like all the credits are like shooting at you and you just keep dying, right? But then like eventually this notification comes up and it's like, do you want assistance from other people? You press okay, and then a bunch of other spaceships join you. And then you see the usernames next to the spaceships as well. Oh, so like, you know, wow. it gives you extra firepower. And it's only at the end that you realize that those players deleted their save data just for you. <laughs> it's so meta. So what yeah. happens if you die and don't accept help? Does that mean that you never finish the game? You have to keep well, playing. Well, you can finish it. It's just that it'll probably take you nine hours. Like if you're doing it by yourself, it's roughly like, say, 30 to 40 minutes by yourself. I think that's yeah, what I did. I tried that, to be honest. <laughs> and sad, but I nearly got to the ending. You can't go through life without other people, man. That's some. Um... <laughs> I'm a that's... solo player. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not a solo player. You're not the kind of person who Fundamentally. I'm Alicia. <laughs> games, but you would delete your save history. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Just to play it again for the first time. Play it again for the first time. Okay, maybe I won't do that. I won't go to Dag stream for this game because I only just played it recently, and I felt like the ending I got was sufficient enough that. I don't need to replay it for, but uh, recently I finished playing the new Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, and, yes, yes. And the way it relates with like Asia in particular is because the main protagonist, <laughs> Alex Chen, is Asian. And yeah. yeah, and it's just, it was very wholesome. Okay, I maybe have cried like three times from it. It's definitely not like it's one of those choose what is it choose your own adventure type of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's more like story based. So you're definitely not like fighting, you're not playing like combat based games, and it, it's just mainly press circle and pick scroll which answer you want to give to this character and then that will affect your relationship with the character those type of games it is kind of like a visual novel but no anime waifus detected oh, with- damn. <laughs> uh, <that's- laughs> yeah i'm not playing it then nah, yeah. no. <laughs> it's so wholesome like very emotional but just very like chill to play around if you just want to break from all the fps games and stuff like that would recommend yes Aaron, take it away. You can't say near Automata because I already no, said that. I know you took it. I know you took it. <laughs> I guess I have to go with Sonic Unleashed. And yeah, that was actually a really good game when I was a kid. Although, again, I had a, like the PS2 back then and I wasn't happy trying to get to the first Werehog stage. But again, I did finish it though. Took me yeah. two years to finish. But on the console version, which is PS3 and Xbox 360, I enjoyed the game a lot more than I thought I did. Dude, it's actually like crazy fast. Yeah. And like it's also- Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, especially it's the first ball 3D Sonic game that has like the boost feature that has appeared in other future Sonic games except Lost World. With Sonic Unleashed, you just go zoom. It's like literally you're just holding forward the whole time, right? And trying not to run into a wall and dying. I'd say it's actually, it's a lot like a racing game. Okay. Yeah. Like it feels like. Obstacles on the way. Yeah, yeah. And like you're, you're. Aim is to basically finish the level as fast as you can because you know you're oh, Sonic. Yeah. I'm curious though, Celeste, what do you think of Sonic compared to Mario? Oh, no. Sonic more Is Sonic more I'm more fine with Sonic. Um, oh, yeah. He's not what annoying. The, what the heck? <laughs> really? It's just Mario's face is so punchable. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Oh, my God. Maybe it's just the nose. His face just looks really squishy. Like squishy. Yeah. And then every go- time he goes, it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so less like I get it. I know your name. Shut uh, up. <laughs> at the same time, though, I think Sonic's nose is a bit worrying. What? This is pointy. It, yeah, no, it's pointy. Like you could snap it off. <laughs> it it's looks like, like the the really delicate, you know, glassware. Yeah, and yeah. Just like oh, yeah. oh no, I Sonic doesn't make any annoying noises like Mario. It's uh, me, Sonic. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's when he comes annoying. You know. I I love to hang around Mario. Like he seems like a cool guy. Like you know, hang around the bar or something. You know, just talking, <laughs> chilling. But Sonic, he's like he's really cocky. You know, he's a cocky, arrogant guy. Like uh, you know, like Bruce Lee, but blue. <laughs> he can run around. Yes, but Nintendo's not promoting Sonic down my throat. It's Mario <laughs> everywhere right. on the billboards. Okay, Mario this, Mario that. Yeah, Mario everywhere. <sighs> 
So you'd have the same hatred for Sonic if you know he had the same advertising. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Wow. What is? This? I don't notice Sonic as much. I just don't care. But oh Mario, I see it. I'm like, oh god, it's you. It's <laughs> you. Oh like my every god. Nintendo game that comes out, Mario's going to be in it. You don't see Sonic on it. Yeah. Damn. Okay, my one. I don't really play that many games, but going up more of like a desktop browser game. Oh, right, yeah. But the first uh, thing that came to mind was like, what would I delete my save history for is the Red Dragon Island of Pop Tropica. <laughs> what? <laughs> Red Dragon Island. So I think it's based on this book series called The Magic Tree House. These two kids have this tree house and it takes them back to different points in history and in different places. And one of and in this island they go to ancient Japan. And so you get to like trim bonsai with this old man. He's oh really my nice. god. And then your friends, the one who are in the who own the tree house, get kidnapped or like they're taken. Um, and so you have to become a ninja so you learn with this sense. Oh my god. <laughs> And then you infiltrate it, and then it ends with this epic boss battle between two dragons, one of which you're riding. Oh, I not believe God. I would hear these words right now. I would never thought I would hear Pop Tropica show up again Bruh. of my childhood stage. Oh my God. But not like that, yeah. Got to like kimono and we get to my ninja. Oh, yeah, you go for a kimono, right. Yeah, not gonna lie, that would have also been my pick if I was like... But anyway, we'd be interested whether you were a gamer or not as to what kind of games you would delete your save history for, warm your heart and soul. You can always let us know on our socials at Asian Pop Nation on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played N-Hyphen's Team Dash, Jesse's Cold-Blooded, and Taichi Mukai's Bravest because some of the bravest people in the world have to be journalists who are fighting against corruption and violence. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Nobel Peace Prize winners, one of which was from the Philippines and the other from Russia. Take it away, team. You guys know how the Nobel Peace Prize actually came about? There's this guy called Nobel. He invented the dynamite. And one day someone published his eulogy too early. Like he wasn't dead yet. And they published the eulogy. And the eulogy was basically like, you know, inventor of like the destruction of humanity has finally died, you know? And Nobel, he saw that. He's like, damn, that sucks. I don't want to be remembered for that. So he made this prize. Like, you know, people who <laughs> contributed to peace. What? Yeah. For real. That's all it was. Hey, you want me to bring it in? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you right. brought it in. Thanks, JP. So tell us a little bit about what it is. Okay, so I, I don't know if you're keeping that earlier part in. Uh, but <laughs> reason we mentioned the Nobel Peace Prize is because uh, it got awarded uh, this year for 2021. It's awarded to two people. One of them was Maria Ressa, and the other was Dmitry Muratov uh, for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression in the Philippines and Russia, respectively, uh, which is needed for democracy and lasting peace. So, yeah, really cool stuff. So a bit more info on Maria Ressa. Uh, She co-founded and still is the head of Rappler, a digital media company for investigative journalism, which has paid a lot of attention to President Duterte's controversial anti-drug campaign and how social media can be used to spread fake news. And then on the other hand, we had Dmitry Muratov, who is the editor-in-chief and one of the founders of the Russian independent newspaper, Novaja Gazeta, which has published critical articles on censored aspects of Russian society and politics. Um, so yeah, you know, congratulations, Maria and Dmitry. You know, good job on making things peaceful. I mean, like, are you yeah, guys happy? Yeah. <laughs> it's good, yeah. I yeah, think. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I've also heard, like, I guess the Philippines has a lot of, like, needs a lot of firsts. And this is, I think, the first time that a Filipino has won a Nobel Prize. Oh, really? Oh, this is that's the first so cool. time? Whoa. Yeah. But I don't think, yeah, like, no one really knows about the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the Southeast Asia. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of, like, yeah, Philippines is super seedy. Southeast Asia hell. just doesn't exist, man. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, I've been to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> is she lying though? <laughs> or like they've been to Thailand maybe for a holiday, or um, yeah, I don't know. pretty much they just know like the holiday island locations where yeah, it's already holiday. been it's already been westernized. So yeah, no, there is a lot of stuff going on in Southeast Asia. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you talk about it all day, but <laughs> yeah, you know, interesting. I find it interesting that both of them were journalists 
too. Wait, is this like common? Like, is this common that they? Uh, I think I can't remember who won it last year. Oh. Uh, I can't remember who. Um, but it, it can vary. Sometimes it's an organization. Sometimes it's mm. oh, yeah, interesting. Person, but like different causes, just causes that are meant to promote peace and harmony. But yeah, this I've heard like a few people who think that you know Murakami, the Murakami. Japanese author, should have won and. Nobel Literature Prize already oh. has it. Mm. Yeah, so I guess does anyone have awards that they feel need more Asian rep? <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like uh, like a Nobel Film Prize. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A film. I yeah, literature. This piece. There's a lot of science ones. Ah, uh, yeah. No, film's super important, man. Like everyone's watching movies. That's why we have the Oscars. No. <laughs> oh wait, no, dude, who cares? Who cares, uh, dude? Everybody uh, cares no. about the Oscars. No uh, one Oscars cares. are so wack. <laughs> but isn't it sort of the same with Nobel? Isn't it like a committee who decides who wins? Um, and is that com- is that committee usually overrun by old white men? Mostly in America. In the yeah, mostly based America. <laughs> These people are now um, Norwegian. <laughs> oh. <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know actually about the makeup of the committee. I guess like, we, we don't really know too much or pay too much attention to the Peace Prize after like a couple of weeks or so. When, yeah, it's, yeah. when it's the Oscars, I always see it like everywhere. It's like, who's it going to be? Who are the nominees? A because people out. care more about entertainment than... Yeah, then World Peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Do you think else. there'll eventually be like you know I don't know BTS or one of those ambassadors? <laughs> oh oh thinking, oh right. BTS could win no one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised though. You know that you just yeah. kind of. I'm sure this BTS army because you nominate people right, like you mm. nominations to the Nobel Committee for them to decide. I'm sure BTS army would have maybe. Oh my Don't god! It? Possibly. Look, if they make it to the UN and talk about <laughs> peace, was it peace? Yeah. <laughs> was it peace? Oh, what else? I can't remember what did they talk about this year. I remember the last one was about loving yourself. <laughs> 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 I mean, if they can go to there, they could probably make it, and then it would be a surprise for like the music they write, something like yeah, good. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peace-inducing music. No, that's true. I can see that happening. Maybe like uh, after BTS had been around for what, like twenty years, and then the next- thirty years later, when I'm old, like thirty years older, <laughs> oh don't know if I'll still be around. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> I was just like thinking because, like, you proposed a question earlier about like thinking about Asian, I guess, like maybe activists and stuff that can be like that we think should be put for like Nobel Peace Prize and all and then I was just I was just thinking about how hard it is actually to like think of people and like in my perspective like it can be born and raised in like Southeast Asia and all that stuff there's a lot of corruption that goes down and yeah yeah and there's a lot of people like I can see online there's a lot of activists who really are trying their best to like address the corruption and, and you know make for a more peaceful country and stuff like that but they get really shut down by like the government and stuff so it's like so hard to for these people to like think about people that can be nominated for like Nobel Peace Prize and all that stuff because you know they get shut down like that by their own country and stuff so I don't know maybe it's something that I don't know. It's like maybe something we still have to work on. When he started listing them, Leisha, the only person I could think of was Maria <laughs> I think because she was like arrested several times because mm-hmm. of what she's been saying against the church. But I mean, yeah. when you have Amal Clooney as your lawyer, I think your human rights lawyer, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. mm. But you know, that, that kind of reminds me, it must be like, it must be crazy hard being a journalist, especially like if you're in a place where like censorship's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like you say one wrong thing and you disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's things. scary. That's scary. Yeah, it's hella scary. So you know, you know, props to Maria. Good job. Power to them, yeah. Damn. Cool. But anyway, if you want a Nobel Peace Prize, well, Nobel mail you over one. Sure, <laughs> just mail you one. Yeah, no, but anyway, if you got like 
if there are like some interesting figures you know in real life that like you think also deserve some recognition especially for like a nobel peace prize or like if there are any like other prizes you think would be cool to i guess celebrate let us know on facebook twitter and instagram on asian pop nation this is asian pop nation you heard close to me by black swan their first comeback and is actually a quite unique group with one member who is Senegalese and another who is Brazilian and Japanese. After that, we played Rugo by Vava. You may have heard her from the Crazy Rich Asian soundtrack with her song, My New Swag. And the last song you heard was by the girl boss herself, Chanmina, and her song, Period, from her new LP. Now, speaking of girl bosses, we have a interview now with Aussie girl group from Sydney Horizon comprised of Bernadette Marquez, Taylor Albert and Gabrielle Montalvo or Burning Taya and Gabby and they have been taking over the TikTok pop scene after meeting through mutual gigs and collaborating as a cover band before going on to discover their own sound and style. So a couple of months ago in August they released a new single Serious and we're going to be chatting with Bernie to talk a little bit about their single and also a little bit more about what Horizon has in store. So give it up for Bernie from Horizon. Hey Bernie, welcome to Asian Pop Nation. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on the show. Thank you for letting me be here. <laughs> no, our pleasure. It might be great to start with just telling us a little bit about Horizon. How did you three meet and sort of start collaborating together? So we actually knew of each other through local gigs because we each performed as soloists back then before Horizon growing up. So we knew of each other through these mutual gigs and for we actually came together for this one gig to form a trio and we were performed under a different name called Dream Girls. <laughs> so we sang a lot of songs from like the 70s, the 80s. We sang a lot of iconic girl group songs from that time. So that was the whole concept. Very different to where we're at now. But yeah, we started off there and then we kept performing with each other as a trio for different gigs, even like some competitions here and there. But at one point, we decided, you know what? We each share a passion in songwriting and we really want to do something about that. So then we started fresh. We rebranded ourselves and became Horizon. You know, like we even went through a bit of like some doozies as well. We, we came up with Morillo, which was like a combination of Mauritian and Filipino. <laughs> so we thought like, how about Morillo? And then other people were like, Nah. <laughs> and like, yeah, we wanted to create something and come up with a name that a lot of people we thought would resonate with. So Horizon is how it came about. So Horizon actually comes from a saying that we love standing by. It's she's got her hands on the wheel and her eyes on the horizon. We felt we really resonated with that because to us, it just means like working hard, being in the now, working hard together, having each other's backs and working towards the same goal. That's what it means to us. And that's how Horizon kind of abbreviates that. <laughs> I've seen that your group has really taken off on TikTok. So who sort of started the account? How did you sort of decide to, I guess, market yourselves this way and get such a huge following? We actually started TikTok as a joke. <laughs> we didn't really focus on doing singing videos in the beginning. What we were doing was like a lot of dance trends, viral challenges. And we didn't really think of singing, but like, you know, our team was like, why don't you do singing? We're like, okay, fine, we'll do it. And then our first viral video was actually a cover of a Britney Spears song. And that's how like we got we got sort of a following and that's how what motivated us to keep posting as much as we can a lot of singing videos and I guess from there like our TikTok following grew as well as our Instagram following so it trickled down into Instagram and I guess that's how we grew our fan base yeah and I also saw on TikTok that the beat for Sirius your latest single came from a recording that Gabby did in high school do you know sort of what happened how did Gabby come up with that beat in high school I know it might have been a while back are there any other easter eggs in serious that perhaps fans might not notice that voice memo is actually a vocal composition that she did in high school because we both love doing a lot of like vocal arrangements and she's very much in touch with her classical side and that actually came from like a classical composition she did and it's so cool how our producer kind of sampled a little snippet from it and changed it into a pop song and like we're so blown away by it and then we just kept going with it you know what 
let's just make it into this like this cool Y2K-esque fun upbeat pop song and then we just kind of ran with it like let's just do like something really cheeky and really generic you know like about a guy like just not being serious with them and that that's how it, we came up with that that idea just kind of like tapping into the old 2000s type concepts girl group concepts and just trying to bring it back from the 2000s yeah and I heard that each of you wrote your own sort of verses that you sing how did you kind of come up with it did you all agree that it needed to follow that theme of you know guy and not being serious with them yeah yeah so when we were writing this we were actually like just really bouncing off each other especially for the chorus like we really love bouncing off each other's ideas and and just seeing how we go like just really being in the now not really planning what to do and then yeah the verses that we each wrote we each got to sing those as solos so really really cool we just really wanted to be cheeky with it kind of like even taking inspiration <laughs> from our own personal lives as yeah. well like you know like of, of course like changing the story up a bit to make it seem a bit more saucy but mm. that's how it came about i know your producer he did an amazing job with the the beat and i was just wondering you know have you as a group done much sort of producing how much of it sort of was your own input and do you think you'd ever as a group start producing songs independently Oh yeah, definitely. So for Sirius, that the bulk of it was mainly our producer, but we'd always have our own input. We always try to contribute and put our own personal touches to the beat. But for other songs that are unreleased tracks, we definitely have a hand in it. Especially me, because I love doing my own music production. I've done it in university, and I've taken those skills with me and developed it and made it really like my own. Because now I have a passion for music production and I guess that really reflects in our own unreleased tracks so we have a lot off our sleeves that we can't wait to release into the world and even the other girls are trying to tap into their own music production as well and even now I'm still doing a lot of production especially vocal production a lot of our TikTok covers I help with producing them making sure it sounds top-notch making sure like we give the fans what they deserve I was just wondering, since here at Asian Pop Nation, we love sort of talking about how our heritage and culture sort of influences our music and our tastes. So how do you think your backgrounds have kind of influenced your music or your love for music? Oh, so definitely the Filipino culture has influenced Gabby and my like music right now. We Our whole lives was just surrounded by music, especially like at parties and gatherings, there was always the video key, <laughs> karaoke getting our aunties and like entitos, like just getting us to sing. So we always take that confidence and take our like pride with us in, in our culture, in our music. And we just love collaborating with people and singing with other people as we see in our own Filipino culture. I know um, Tay's background as well, her immersion background. She's also immersed in music. So I guess like we always carry that with us. Since you all come from so many different backgrounds, not just in your heritage, but also like styles and skills and music production and song making, do you ever get into disagreement when it comes to the songwriting direction? And how do you sort of... No, there's no disagreements at all when it comes to like songwriting because like we all understand that we have our each individual styles and influences and, and genres that we love and we're always open to tapping into other genres and styles and mixing them in some ways like for example with Sirius we tapped into Gabby's classical style and we brought a lot of pop into the mix from Tay's background from my background like we always love mixing different things and mixing different ideas like the more the merrier is what we say. Sydney's now currently out of lockdown so are there any possibilities for performing live or any plans? Hopefully like we haven't had the chance actually to perform live in person with like people with a crowd like we want to experience that we want to experience the energy and the thrill of that one day hopefully but yeah we've been totally blessed to even get the opportunity to perform just virtually like through zoom we had that opportunity we had our own like set we get to perform like on on tiktok lives on instagram lives so for the moment it was that but hopefully like we've got big plans to perform live in person definitely we're looking forward to it then. so hopefully seeing more of that down the track and I, you did mention some unreleased tracks so what's next is there an album or an ep in the works for horizon 
Definitely. <laughs> we're, we're totally planning to release another track, hopefully sometime soon within the next few months, because we saw the amount of love our recent track received. And we, that kind of really motivates us and encourages us to show more to our fans. And we want to show more sides of us. And we feel like our unreleased tracks definitely show each side of us. Yeah. And speaking of sort of the music and what impact you would look like your music to have, is there anything that you hope listeners take away from upcoming songs or just from your music as Horizon in general? Just hopefully like they see like how versatile our sound is. We got so much to offer because we each come from a different musical background. Like we don't really want to be pigeonholed in one sort of genre and one sort of style. Yes, we're a pop R&B band, but we're capable of like tapping into other styles and making sure that we're staying true to our styles still. And we just hope that our fans see the work that gets put into it and how much we love our craft, especially because of the pride that we, we have in our work. Yeah. And we always finish off these interviews with just kind of letting the listeners know where can they find you? How can they sort of reach out if they want to know more news about your music? So you can find us at H3 Horizon Music. So Horizon Music with a three everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok especially. We're on a lot of social media platforms and you can hear our music at Horizon with a three, H3 Horizon. A lot of streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music or any other favorite streaming platform that you prefer. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Bernie. Thanks for chatting with us. Thank you so much for your time. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played SB19's Bazinga as one of our requests from our listeners. We also played Nengwee's Fragile featuring Chen Fang Yu. And the last song you heard was from the Pokemon 25 album by Yaffle Daichi Yamamoto and Amy's. And that is Reconnect because we're going to be reconnecting with a side of Asian Pop Nation that you might not have heard in a while. And that is Anime Attack, so take it away, Aaron. Anime Attack! Well, that time is session again, and so luckily we have an old friend returning to this segment of APM. We haven't seen this guy since, what, January, maybe February of this year? Yeah, it's oh, been a while. Oh, yeah. oh my god, this yeah, will be, be my first... I'm having an emotional moment! <laughs> to a segment from an old friend called Anime Attack. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, now you ruined it. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's good to have this friend again back. And today we have some new stuff coming up. First of all, we'll talk about the famous Blade Runner. So it's the latest one called Black Lotus. And if you don't know who Blade Runner is, trust me, i never seen Blade Runner. All I know is directed by Ridley Scott and some other guy with... I forgot Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford is the main one from two of them. That's pretty much all I know about... Blade Runner, back to the point. Blade Runner, Black Lotus. Come, back at Comic-Con at New York City, it was announced that Blade Runner, Lotus was going to be an animated series that will be premiered on November 13th with two episodes. The series is set in perspective of a female Republican right the events of Blade Runner, Blackout 2022. Wait, yeah, 2022. Yeah, pretty much right numbers, which is technically another anime series that happened roughly around in 2018 and 19 that aired around that time with three other shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again this is set between the original movie and also was the latest one with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford 2049 that's one announcement but we'll get to the other side of it right now what do you think about Blade Runner so far I haven't uh, heard about the Blackout 2022 have anyone seen it I think I watched it a long time ago I don't remember all of it, but I remember it being really cool. I mean, to be fair, like all I know about Blade Runner Two is just Ryan Gosling was in one of them. But like, uh, yeah. that should be that should be enough to entice you. Ryan Gosling entice anyone? Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Oh, because he's good looking, but he's also a good actor. <laughs> he's really, you know, he's really good at playing like the depressed guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, the sad, quiet, loner type. Oh yeah, God. he's really good at like playing that sort of character you know what i, <laughs> I mean? mean you got the notebook he's like this sad yeah, yeah. Evil boy can't get the love of his life i don't yeah. know <laughs> no but yeah no i'm happy they're doing more blade runner stuff i enjoyed the original movie and i enjoyed the sequel 2049 that's the ryan gosling one i feel like there should be more anime series on like popular fiction works like blade runner i think it's pretty cool i mean even though it's star wars i thought maybe i haven't seen it star wars visions but 
just the concept is like, yeah, you know what? Sci-fi and anime make like a good mix. They do. Mm. It's crazy. We've got a lot more sort of freedom, but I guess it doesn't feel realistic as realistic. You have more um, room to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to make some super wacky architecture, go for it, man. You know, hire some 3D modeler to do it. Pay him like a half-eaten cupcake. <laughs> no, that's how they do it there. Oh, Commentary no. on the anime. Commentary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Yeah, but Leisha, Celeste, have you two watched Blade Runner? Seen the the first movie. Um, uh-huh. I wasn't that keen on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just very slow and it's an acquired mm-hmm. taste how were you convinced to watch it in the first place my dad was like oh it's one of the best movies out there you have to watch it look at all the um cool graphics in it um oh, the hologram God. special effects and like watching it and thinking yeah they're cool it's also very slow and boring dude your dad had good taste <laughs> what are you trying to say <laughs> not trying to say anything i'm just saying yeah yeah he's got some good taste you know you know blade runner is like you know a really good movies i mean classic, for the time you know. when it came out in the 80s um, was the 80s right dude i'd say bro i'd say even now it's good it's still good like it doesn't seem cg like sometimes yeah mm. it's like, whoa they did a really good job yeah it's just the practical it's effects aesthetic are... yeah i like yeah, the, the steampunk yes the aesthetic is Cyberpunk. good but the story was so mm. yeah i know i agree it's like oh it's a nice world but it's like oh <laughs> hey someone support me here i really liked it i've never seen any of blade run to be honest so i'm out of this one yeah that's pretty much it well if you want to watch blade run you're able to watch it on crunchyroll that comes out on the 13th of November this year. So nice. originals, you can watch that. Anyhow, back to, we mentioned something about interesting that Blade Runner is getting its own anime, but surprisingly, Shenmue is coming out. Shenmue. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know what Shenmue is? Like, no, I have no, no idea what you're saying. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I must, yeah, I I must have sounded like some cryptic material. thing. You okay. mean the Chinese dance? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Chinese dance. I think it is set in China, right? Is it? I think it's set in Japan for that one. So it's like a revenge story, like, you know, those old kung fu movies. So you had this guy, I think his name is Ryo. His dad is like this kung fu master right and the judo but then suddenly like this chinese kung fu guy comes in like kills his dad and he's like oh i will swear my revenge and that's like the whole story he's trying to search down the guy who like killed his dad very much yeah, Did he find i don't know i don't think no, he so doesn't. <laughs> not, <laughs> no he doesn't not... the third game the story is not even done yet yeah no, um I th- the reason we brought this up is because this is quite an old obscure game and we're very surprised that like it's come. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's I it. Mean, it but looks like it's gonna announce it has like thirteen episodes, and the show will come out next year. No release date so far. But the thing is, it might have that probably the first game from that, maybe both the first and second game. Mm-hmm. We could be wrong about that. Yeah. But well, I wanted to see the most is the original dub coming back for this show. For people who don't know, Shenmue is one of those old games with really really bad english voice acting imagine the masked dudes from squid game oh no but like a lot worse oh like a lot worse and even more so like since it's an old game the the sound quality is kind of like weird and like corrupted oh. you know so it's like <laughs> yeah it's like an old ps2 game it's like oh hi rio what are you doing here right and then and you it's want like- that dub aaron <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it, to be honest. I mean, before, back in the latest game that came out like a few years ago, they got the original cast back, and especially some veteran voice actors as well from like animes and game and other shows, and they all still sound the same. That's true, yeah. You can't um, have a Shenmue game or anime without the original cast. We actually hope the voice acting will be bad in the same way that the games were, you know? Yeah, other than that, I think this is a show you might be interested with this one called Blue Period. Oh, yes, Blue Period. Has anyone else here read this? You I know, only Blue saw it appear on Netflix. That's that's as far as I went. That's the that's start, yeah. It only has like <laughs> one more than I've seen. Blue Period, it's this manga. Well, actually, not manga, now it's an anime. <laughs> Yeah, no. So happy. Yeah, no, but Blue Period is um about this kind of delinquent kid. He comes from a bit of a poor family. And so his whole mindset with life is like, you know, I'm gonna study, you know, STEM 
you know, I'm going to become a engineer or something or whatever, get some good money. Right. But then he comes across uh, one good art class. This spark kind of goes off in his heart. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to be a fine artist instead. It's about when you know he made the wrong choice. (laughs) No, bro, come on. No, he didn't make the wrong choice, man. He's following his heart. He's following his dreams, man. Does the money roll in? He gets the money, man. Like okay. he saves it, saves it for ages. And um, you know, there's credibility in this as well because the artist who drew the manga actually graduated from the art university he eventually attends. So like Ooh. she knows all the ins and outs of the fine arts world. You know, it's like oh, it's sick. Oh, dude, you know they're painting and oh, whoa, it's like super hype. Yeah. So yeah, blue period. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, guess what? Violet of Gun is finally out on Netflix. This time, and turning the ultimate memory doll movie that came out on december 3rd last year 2020 yay that's not excitement i want more I'm no just, i'm just um, like trying to hold back the tears you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs> i've not seen my evergarden so i'm just nodding it's a fun <laughs> one it's Neither. a fun little show I'm, I'm on one but you know the sad part i cried twice yesterday really watching oh, it twice <laughs> yeah i watched it early in the morning and before i went to bed <laughs> oh oh wow yeah. sounds like a yeah, daily fun. ritual <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the watch best the way movie. to start the day. Yeah. Emotional yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. Watch the movie. Cry and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Leslie show, you know what the story is about? Violet Evergarden? Something about an animatronic. Someone falling in love with someone who delivers mail. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh you have you have this lady, she's an ex-soldier. And when I say soldier, I mean like super soldier that could like kick your head off. I um, that. Yeah, but during the war like her arms get blown off and uh you know it's hard it's hard to make a living when your arms are kind of blown off and you don't know what to do but she gets these robot arms and she gets tasked to write letters back then they didn't have like emails or anything just had typewriters and like most people they didn't know how to write so basically what she does uh, she goes over to people and if people are like i want to write this letter uh she types it for them Pretty much. It's also Violet's journey as well as she trying to figure out like the three words I love you means and eventually she understands it. You don't look convinced, Celeste. I think people have tried to convince me for the past two years and I've just like (laughs) really over it. Oh my god. Just give this series a shot. That's it. Just give it a shot. Yeah, we'll get to you eventually, Celeste. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Oh, finally, I just want finally, I just want to add this little thing in, but uh, the final season of Attack on Titan, like the final season part two. Trailer just came out yesterday, last night. Oh, really? Yes. What? Time to watch it now. Oh, what? <laughs> Damn. And they have a release date for it as well next year on January 10th. Dude, it's finally coming to an end. I can't believe this came out. The first season of this show came it's out. It's been almost 10 years now. I'm surprised I've lasted this long without any spoilers of the ending. You haven't been <laughs> spoiled yet? No, I haven't. Yeah. Don't, don't ruin the streak now. But yeah, like, no, I won't. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm but I'm surprised not, that I'm the not. anime community has like behaved. Because I'm in a lot of like, you know, Facebook groups. Xenia, <laughs> wait, Xenia, do you have a Twitter? I do have Twitter, yeah. Do you actually like actively use it? Yeah, I've been sc- scrolling through it every day. How in the hell did you miss that? Exactly. Oh, I'm just how thinking. How is she avoiding the final chapter? Yeah, I've seen like memes about it, but I'm I'm not in the know to know why it's funny. That's oh. kind of impressive, not gonna lie. Wow. Zenia, Zenia, you would make a good war journalist. <laughs> Like, you just run through the battlefield, you know, you run to the opposing team. Oh, so what do you think about this thing on that? And, like, you just not get shot. Yeah. Why is this the comparison? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Attack on Titan. There is, like, you know, some war war stuff involved. Well, like I anyway. just want to like, ask, is there a fight scene that's better than the one, the episode Hero? Was it Hero? Oh, yeah. It's season three, part, wait, season three, part two, episode five, Hero. Yeah, so is there a fight scene that's better than that? No, no Hero is the, God, the best episode of all time. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just wondering if there's going to be a better fight scene in part two of the final season. Uh, I'm not sure about that one, to be honest, because again, like, Titans are going to be CGI, but again, sometimes will be hand-drawn. But again, this is going to be depending on MAPPA and especially how much time they have with the animators, and especially who's doing like certain fight scenes in the show. So that all depends, really, on what's happening. Okay, for Attack on Titan and Final Season, you'll be able to watch it either on Crunchyroll, Funimation, or Anime Lab, assuming that it's still going to be airing from Anime Lab because of the Funimation cooperation with Anime Lab. 
Again, that would be a different story altogether. We might get to that in the future, assuming we can. But oh well, it doesn't matter. But yeah, if you want to talk about anything related to anime, especially anything, especially with Attack on Titan Final Season or Violet of a Gun, please contact us on Asia Pop Nation on Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram. You're here at Asia Pop Nation and just heard Omi's You, which was produced by BTS's Suga. After that, you heard Astro Bunny's Be Yours, and the last song you heard was Eric Nam's I Don't Know You Anymore. Because, to be honest, we don't actually really know what's been happening with China, and it's almost unrecognizable since they have banned private tutoring. So let's hear what some students and parents have been doing to work a way around that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, welcome back to another episode of uh, What Will China Ban Next? Um, actually, this is a bit unique because they've already banned it, but uh, something interesting has actually happened uh, in the face of that. Um, but anyway, China banned after-school private tutoring earlier this year amid concern too much pressure was being placed on children and parents. Uh, but despite the government crackdown, Chinese parents are still hiring underground tutors in a bid to obtain better scores for their children's university entry exams. One Chinese parent told the South China Morning Post that uh, as long as there are high enough, as long as there are high school entrance examinations and university entrance examinations, my plan of letting my son spare no efforts in studying will not change. Um, so we were basically right back then. Uh, when they said they would ban tutoring and that it would become like an actual underground thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It happened. We predicted the future. We've done it, lads. <laughs> We've done it. On the, on the streets of China, there are shady dudes in trench coats selling education to kids. <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, kid, you want some education? You know, they oh, like no. open their trench coat. Yeah. That's yeah. textbook one, isn't <laughs> Yeah. No, that's how it is. But I mean, um, how do you guys feel about this development? Are you like, lol? Or yeah, I just think it's funny yeah. that yeah. their way of cheating to get good grades on exams to study more. Literally, yeah. what? That's it. <laughs> Back in my day, to cheat, I just looked at someone else's paper. So, right. yeah. I used to go into the criminal underworld to get high scores. Yeah, that's interesting. Yay. Would any of your <laughs> parents do this? <laughs> Nah, my parents never pay for tutoring. No, no, I don't think my parents would do it either. How about you, Aaron, Alicia? Uh, uh, probably. Probably? <laughs> no, I used to have to do, like, tutoring, you know, like, Kumon. Yeah, the good old Kumon and stuff. Because I was really bad at maths. And in Malaysia, there's, like, they have one of those, like, like end of high school exams where it's, like, uh, not high school. Um... What is it? It's not high school. It's more like your transition from primary. Middle school? It, yeah, it's from the transition to primary to secondary. It's kind of uh, crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, it's one big exam, which pretty much determines if you can go to secondary school. Um, So, like, huh. and I was panicking because it was just like, pretty much, I don't know. There's like a standard that if you can get like three A's for the subjects, that's kind of like the standard. If you get anything below that, it's kind of like... Uh, wait they straight up they straight up don't let you go to secondary school okay they they, i don't know it's complicated they might or then they might like quote unquote downgrade you to like another school or something i don't know yeah like a vocational school or something i don't know it it was kind of crazy and i think it was also a way of like it's a setup to prepare us for when it's end of high school and then we have to do the exams that get you into universities ah. and stuff. I think it's like a setup for that as well, giving us the pre-training for that. But it's kind of crazy. Anyways, during that time, I really sucked at maths and oh. I had to be put in like tutoring and stuff like every, pretty much almost every single weekend. I was not weekend, every single like end of the day I was put to the tutoring for maths and yeah if if for some reason i existed in the timeline where i was in china and this would happen yeah my parents might have gone the underground route just for me to not fail maths <laughs> oh interesting wow it's, it's just scary i don't know it's just 
uh, I mean, parents, they, they want the best for their kids, right? That's and they... grades are kind of like, they're the big deal in Asian countries, especially. Like, I think it's hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's harder to think about it in more like a Western, Westernized like lens because you're just like, oh, grades. I mean, what's going to happen if this kid fails? Like, just go to like, TAFE or something. Yeah, exactly. Just like there's other options. But in Asia, yeah. it always feels like, like this is your only option if you don't do well that's kind of the end of your career buddy so yeah. it's yeah so it's kind of yeah yeah very susus susus amogus so you can kind of see the desperation of like needing to go to these like underground level type of thing like we meme about it all the time but it's kind of like i don't know it's almost kind of sad in a way thinking about how what uphold like formal education has in like asian countries like china mm-hmm. and stuff it's kind of sad thinking about it yeah that's how it is aaron would your parents ever um do go underground to get you education uh no 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 i never did mind to be honest no all right although yeah. i did get offered to do one though with someone else Mm. you know like you know how like people offer you like do you want us to teach you no it's the opposite they offered me to toot them oh i see i wasn't yeah. happy yeah because i didn't know maths dude no one knows maths exactly yeah that's why we're all here right yeah. <laughs> <Are you> sure? <laughs> Underground tutoring club. yeah that's it so alicia you're basically alone i'm so sorry wish we could save you but uh you know you know, I have to go into the underground to get the tutoring. Tutoring and not to support my Asian family and ancestors. You know, it is not what it is. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, do you guys think it would be a good idea for them to lower their, I guess, like score standards? Just to alleviate like all this pressure uh, regarding study, because that was like their original plan. Yeah, but I think China would do it. I don't think so. Yeah, they weren't. Because nah. um, they have such a high, you know, like high standard for a lot of things. Their jobs uh, and yeah. business. I think at least they should have some sort of special consideration, uh, which yeah. they've clearly removed for arts and sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. Before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing they banned earlier. Wait, what? Yeah, I remember um, they banned them. Um, okay, you know how uh, students that usually do sports and arts and stuff, they get a little. They get a little leeway in terms of entrance uh, exam points, but uh, apparently China was like, nah, stuff that. So they kind of have to um, study the same way as their other peers. You know what I mean, Aaron? I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting. Pretty tight situation right now, huh? Yeah, that's how it is. Now, but anyway, if you have any spicy opinions on this super political topic, <laughs> Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for listening, man. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played Beauty Box's Ratatat. After that, we played Jam Hsiao's Bi Do Pan. And the last song you heard was Boy Life's Super Pretty. Because maybe you find poetry super pretty. So we're going to share our tanka for this week. So for those who don't know what a tanka is, it's a form of Japanese song or verse with a syllable pattern of 57577. Seven, seven. So here goes our summary for this week in the form of a tanka. What do you think? If you miss any of our discussions, then perhaps you could get a quick summary from that tanka there. But let us know how your week has been or how your day has been in the form of a tanka, and we might get to share it on our show next week. So you can always send them to us on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. So time to get into some music now, this time with a song by Shu Wei called Mo Fang. <laughs> Listening to Asian Pop Nation, you heard Shi Jiwei's Mo Fang, Lei's Ku Xing Song, and the last song you heard was Light Sam's Vivachi, which is means lively and 
fun. So I hope that tonight's show was lively and fun for you because we've reached the end of it, I'm afraid. So thanks for tuning in and hearing myself, Senya, Aaron, Celeste, JP and Leisha chat a little bit about everything that's been happening in the world of Asian culture and pop music. So if you miss out on any of our discussions, you can always find us wherever you stream your podcasts and you can tune into the Asian Pop Nation podcast there. You can send through your requests as well if you're interested in sending through some songs you'd like us to play on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. There you can also give us any feedback or thoughts on the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we're going to play a song now by Sunmi called Go or Stop. Unfortunately, it's stop here at Asian Pop Nation, but that doesn't mean you can't still keep on going and enjoying the rest of your night. So thanks again and on behalf of the APN team, this is Senya signing off. Thank you.